Blog Talk Radio. You're listening to Trucking 101, surviving your first year with host Melissa Grimm. We'll talk about safety, managing your money, and real life out on the road. Our group has over 100 years of combined real-world driving experience. You've got questions, we've got answers. Hello, and welcome to Trucking 101, surviving your first year. The show that will not only help you survive your first year, but thrive in your first year. This show is not only for new drivers, it is also for experienced drivers looking to share their knowledge. So if you have a question, a comment, or a topic, please press 1 and we'll get you on the show. Um, I'm going to go ahead and bring on my co-host, Russ Morgan. If I can get the board to work, hang on. There we go. Uh, Hey Russ, how you doing? Uh, Uh, Yeah. Yeah, how's it going? Other than, other than that, I'm I'm making it. Hang on, I'm having trouble hearing you. Oh, uh, I said very tired. Other than that, I'm making it. How about is that any better? Yeah, yeah, that's better. I think everybody's tired today. I know I'm tired. That's for sure. And I'm sure I'm sure um, Don is tired too. Tonight we have uh, we have Don Smith on the show again tonight. Or we're doing another driver in training. A look into what it's like to start out brand new as a as a driver just having gotten your uh, class a um last time we talked to him he had just passed his uh cdl or he was just getting ready to take the test uh but anyways he was in school and uh now he's been with schneider for a week and he's going through schneider's training program so he's going to come on here and talk about uh, what his first week with schneider has been like Hi, Don. How you doing? Doing great. So, are you tired, too? Well, I mean, yeah, it's been a long day. Yep. 4 a.m. So, um, I, I took my vitamins, though. Oh, good. So, uh, tell us what it's been like your first week over at uh, Schneider Training. That was my dog. Well, I mean, no. y- yeah, your dogs. The first, the first two days are, you know, just kind of going through. You have to do a physical again, and they, they uh, verify that you can lift weights and move things around and push your pallet and that kind of thing. So there's just some physical stuff that they, they have you go through. But then um, today we were actually with a trainer. Uh, out on the road, and um, we were in the uh, in the backing lot, uh, as well as an obstacle course today, which was pretty interesting. Uh, yesterday, I we got stuck on it on the Beltway around Atlanta for about an hour and a half, so my left leg is a little larger than my right. <laughs> I know all about that. Yeah, you should try the clutch in my truck, uh, you can, or ask Melissa about it. <laughs> yeah. It was it was interesting what they were doing with they they have a separate lot for backing and they have it set up you know like a like a truck stop would be with trailers and and so you have to actually back the truck into a real live scenario and then they have um, these trailers set up so you do like a slalom course and being able to you know pull your truck and your trailer between two other trailers is is a little unnerving. But, um, you know, with a little bit of instruction and a little bit of, you know, sight, it's uh, it's pretty interesting that you – I never would have thought I could have got a tractor and a trailer through the spots in the way that they wanted it to be done because I'm not a contortionist. Yeah, you get, you get yeah. used to that. And let me tell you, that, that's going to come in uh, in handy, that little bit of training – uh, that you're getting in those uh, obstacle courses, um, you get out here in the real world, and um, yeah, you will definitely appreciate uh, that training. Um, there's a lot of times that you, I mean, you go, okay, I need to squeeze through there, and right, I, you know, I mean, and you literally got to squeeze through. Um, so yeah, yeah, that really comes in handy. Anyway, go ahead. 
anyway, I felt like I was Indiana Jones and part of this stuff trying to squeeze through these trailers, but it was it was pretty good. But they had uh, they they showed us a different way to uh, to do a, a back into a into a slot. Um, when you're going through school, of course, everything's set up, and you go to this point, and then you do this and you do that. But this one, the way that they're doing it, they're showing us how to, you know, pull up, where to pull up, where we ought, where we ought to line up our drive tires, and and how to manipulate yourself so that you can back into this slot, um, in as much as you're not on a school training lot anymore. So that was uh, that was really interesting, and I was surprised I was able to get it done without hitting anything. Oh yeah, you know, uh, a little bit of practice, and then uh, uh, it's amazing, uh, you know, how quick it'll start coming together. Because you know, you're going to find a lot of places to where you have to do a modified version of kind of everything that you've been taught, uh, right? To wiggle something in, and then uh, I had been driving for several years, and I watched a guy one day. And uh, he unhooked his tandems, and uh, don't like I said, don't, don't listen to what. Well, I guess you can't listen, but uh, anyway, he actually was grabbing his uh, uh, trailer brakes and actually sliding his tandems forward and backward to manipulate where to to get in this hole. And it was a tough back. I sit there and watched him do it, and I did the exact same thing when it was my turn to back in. Made you know, made it a world. Uh, difference uh, backing in that hole, and uh, wow. like I said, I, I, I get in tight spots, and uh, you know, and I still do it today. Uh, watching that man do that, uh, like I said, I mean, I learned quick. I was like, "That's an awesome idea." Can't believe I never thought of it before. And uh, you know, I'll reach up, and of course, this is something you don't have in the Snyder truck, but I can reach up and grab my trailer brake, uh, my trolley valve, and uh, you know, immediately slide the tandems. You know, and never ever pop a brake or anything like that, uh, back and forth. So, yeah, like I said, you're you're gonna find some uh, interesting places and spaces to get in and out of out here. Yeah, I'll bet. Yeah, that that tandem method is not Schneider approved. <laughs> no, it's not. not. <laughs> I'll bet it's not. Yeah, get, they, they were showing us how to how to bump and grab or whatever they, the the terminology was. You know, being able to to slow down and and skip over a couple of gears, so you're not just constantly, you know, uh, uh, down 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 shifting. And that was that was pretty cool. Yeah, I believe I believe their terminology for that is bump and run. Bump and run. That's what it is. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so you can you know they they want you to to get down, going pretty slow. And uh, and jump from like sixth to fourth gear when you're making a turn, and so that was, you know, I like that idea. It's, it works out. It works out pretty good. Yeah. I yeah. When know. you guys were uh, go ahead, go ahead, Melissa. When you guys when you guys were talking about your foot hurting or your leg hurting from uh, working the clutch all day, uh, I had myself muted because I was trying to take care of my dog. But yeah. I, I got the chance to drive Russ's truck, and he has got the heaviest clutch I have ever experienced in my life. I actually floated gears, which I don't like doing, just to avoid using his clutch. So I know what you mean. I uh, I love my automatic because clutching it it just hurts my knee. So if you get the chance to upgrade to an automatic, which I'm sure you will, you're definitely gonna love it. Yeah, well they they're switching over everything to automatic, but they're only about halfway there. Yeah, yeah, you'll love it when you get it. That's for sure. Yeah. There was something else I was going to say. I can't remember what it was now. Yeah, the the new automatics are definitely an upgrade from from years ago. You know, I spent uh, uh, when I had to go up and get Becky in her truck. Um, I drove it back, and um, you know, it's night and day difference. Uh, this newer automatic. Uh, from the other one that she had, um, it's just yeah, it's unbelievable the the difference in uh, really how much better uh, the uh, they shift, how much better that uh, that auto shift performs. Um, almost almost got me sold on one. I'm still not sure you can get me out of a standard, but uh, uh, I definitely in, uh, enjoyed driving that one. Yeah, 
Yeah, the yeah. other thing that I'm, I'm trying to keep up with is the is the trailer. I gotta, you know, when you're out in the traffic, and you gotta remember you got this 53 foot long trailer behind you, which 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 doesn't turn like a car. No, but believe it or not, you'll you'll get to where you know I'm actually more comfortable in my tractor trailer than I am in my pickup pulling a boat. Um, an example, I mean, I, uh, well, I, I just went to uh, I just went to Houston and helped out. Went and I've got a 24 foot bay boat, just towed it down there. And some of the stuff we were weaving through. I mean, I was looking more uh, in my mirrors, making turns and stuff like that, and weaving through stuff than I do in my tractor trailer. Because uh, you know, it's just a it's a comfort level, and it's I know that's kind of a hard concept to grasp, but yeah, you'll literally get more comfortable pulling that than you know, say if you go home, you jump in a pickup and you're and you're pulling a boat or a camper or something like that. Uh, yeah, it's it's amazing that the comfort level will show up really quick. Yeah, it's 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 interesting. I'm sure that next week when I'm driving on the road with the TE, that it'll be, you know, it'll it'll come a little more natural. But um, anyway, I'm it's, it's I just I just find myself amazed that I'm actually doing this. Yeah, like I said, it won't be long before you'll be so comfortable you'll feel like you're an old hand at it. Uh, just don't let your comfort get to complacency. Right. Right, wrong seat. Yes, yes, definitely the wrong seat. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, you did the obstacle course, and you've been uh, driving out on the road. Um, they've had you in the classroom a lot of this week. Uh, have you learned anything interesting? Um, Schneider is, like, totally into safety, and... They they track everything. When you go, you can't go in and out of their center. They check your trailer number and your truck number, and they know what. And the first day that we went out, they they uh, they had this camera to look and look at your truck number, look at your trailer number. They wouldn't let us leave the lot because there was a work order on that trailer. It had it had been taken care of, but the, they didn't apparently it didn't get put into the system. So we had to go back to the garage and have them fix that, you know, put it into the system, and then we could we could leave out. So they wouldn't even let anything go off their lot if it had an open work order on it, which was made me feel comfortable, um, you know, that, that they're that interested in making sure that everything's safe. Oh, yeah. You got, there's, um, you know, and they've been that way, uh, you know, the whole time I was with them. And... Um, you know, they, uh, you know, you call them and say, hey, look, uh, this is broke. Um, you know, if it's safe to drive somewhere, they're going to get you, uh, you know, they'll immediately get you to a shop. Or uh, if it's not safe to drive, they'll send a truck to you or a wrecker or, what, you know, whatever it takes. And, right. uh, yeah, they're, they're really good about that. Um, I mean, it's, it's just, you know, that they show you these little videos, you know, about, you know how to drive through the city before you you know you're going out there, which is nice. And of course, they all always show the competition doing it the wrong way, which is you know kind of funny. Uh, but you know the, the the biggest thing that they're doing right now is just going over the stuff that you know that you can and cannot do according to uh, you know CDL. Of course, their standards are different; they're a little more stringent on it, like like how many hours you can drive and. And uh, and that kind of thing. So, you know, that's that's nice to know. Yeah, they're uh, they're definitely very strict. They have um, more rules than the DOT has. They go above and beyond what is what is lawful. And uh, it's funny when I first went through my first week, I didn't go through the the company driver. Uh, classroom. I went through the owner-operator classroom, but they still teach you a lot of the same stuff. And, you know, I was learning all this stuff and everything that they wanted you to do in order to be safe. And uh, they called it being Schneiderized. So you, you go, yeah. through, uh, go through trucking school and you learn all the legal stuff, 
and then you go through Schneider's training program, and they Schneiderize you. Right. It's right. like it's it's uh there's a right way, a wrong way, and the Schneider way. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the classroom stuff is a lot of the classroom stuff was just you know their their kind of procedures, the way they wanted to go, um, and and that and that kind of thing. Of course, they took you through a. Uh, half a day going through the paper log, and of course when we're going out, we're using the paper log. And uh, boy, I, I, I wouldn't want to have been a driver when you had to do that all the time. That's that's like a crazy detail kind of thing. Yeah, I no, hate I paper logs. Miss, no, I kind of miss the old paper log. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I, you know, I, I do like the ELD. I, I, I do kind of miss the old paper log, but uh, uh, that was uh, back before you can get in lots and lots of trouble. <laughs> yeah. yeah, here's my problem with, with, with paper logs. You have to do math on them, and when it comes down to the end of the day and I'm tired, my math skills go out the window. So I constantly mess up and have to start over, so it takes me like three tries to get one page done. That's that's my thing with paper logs. I don't. The math gets me sometimes. Yeah. Now you got to be able to handle what with each with each line is doing and add it up right. That's for sure. Yep. But I'm liking it. I mean, it's it's good. You know, it's it's good. I mean, you you'd think that you'd be nervous out of your mind getting on an interstate or even on these back roads because like today they've been taking us on these narrow streets, uh, doing buttonhole kind of turns and. And uh, you know, just you know, mapping out, you know, <clears throat> planning out how you're going to make this tight turn from a two-lane road onto a two-lane road and get that that whole vehicle in there without going up on the curb. Yeah, or hitting a light pole, or a person standing on the corner, or uh, yeah, that's not or whatever either. else is there. Right. Yeah. And uh, yeah, wait, wait till you get out in the middle of nowhere and get uh, you know get into some of these small towns and. Um, you know, you realize you got to make a you know a right hand turn there, and uh, you know I mean there's there's times where I mean I'll have everything shut down. I mean oncoming traffic and everything, you know where to you know to make a corner because uh, that's you know right. the only way you're going to get. Around. And yeah. uh, don't be surprised if you have to make people back up. Uh, people forget that that uh, that white line painted on the ground maybe way back from. Uh, <laughs> Uh, from a traffic light is yeah. for, you know, that's where they need to stop. And, you know, there may be a, a full car length uh, in front of it. Uh, I have yeah. uh, I have made police officers back up past that line because I couldn't get around the corner. Right. Uh, it's, you know, and I'm, uh, I'm sure I'm speaking for probably most every truck driver out here. That's, you know, that's, hey, if they haven't made a police officer back up, I guarantee they've made other vehicles. Um, you know, just because we've got to have the room to get around the corner. Yeah, we were going down a three-lane road today, and it was an access off of the interstate, and there was a truck, a truck, a tractor trailer was over that white lane, white line. It's like, wow, I, I guess it doesn't matter to you. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I try my best to make sure I'm actually behind the white line when I get when I'm stopped at a light. Right. So have they uh have they showed you how to button hook yet? Yes, they did. And um you know, it's just I guess we'll be doing it again tomorrow. Um these tight spots. it's it's just amazing that you can get this truck to do this. And, and it goes around the corner. I mean, yeah, you do have to take up both sides of the road. Um, but, of course, when we're going out, we're going out on back roads. There's not a lot of traffic. But, you know, just the experience of getting to do it and to get that thing maneuvered around the corner and to do it without getting a curb is, you know, that's pretty remarkable in my book. Do you feel like you can explain it? you think you got it down where you can explain it? Well, I mean, we're going down a two-lane road, turning onto a two-lane road on the right, and what you're doing is about 10, 15 feet before you get there, 
you're making a left, you're turning the cab left, uh, and then coming across the, you know, coming about halfway across the intersection, and then making a hard right so that you're staying in the in the oncoming traffic lane while your trailer makes the, makes the turn without getting up on the curb, and then you get back over in your right lane. Cool. Yeah, I uh, I had something interesting happen to me about almost two months ago when I went through the <laughs> had to go through the owner operator class again. That's another story. But anyways, uh, I w- went through that class and uh, took me out on my road test because Snyder like road tests their drivers as many times and as much as possible, which I, I like. It's a good thing. You want to make sure you keep those bad habits under control and it avoids. Yep other problems like if there's teams and one team member is doing all the backing you know obviously you won't be able to pass a Schneider road test if you're doing that so it avoids uh, certain problem areas so that's good but in in regards to the button hook let me back up first I want to say that I wish I had gone through Schneider's three work training program because it sounds amazing I was trained at a company called Warner, um, and the training was pretty much non-existent. They kind of used me as cheap labor. I didn't really get a whole lot of training. Uh, so, so I'm learning things at Schneider that nobody ever showed me before. When I went out on the test back in July, uh, the trainer that was with me showed me how to do a button hook. And if you're your lane of travel, if it has two lanes, you're in the right lane. And then Mm -hmm. if the left lane is clear, you move your tractor over to the left lane and all the way in it. So your tractor is in the left lane pointing straight and your trailer is in the right lane. So you're blocking both lanes of traffic. And nobody had ever showed me how to do that before. I was like, I've never seen anybody do this, and nobody's ever showed this to me. This is awesome. But it works great. It's fantastic. You you take control of both lanes of traffic. You don't have to worry about anybody sneaking around you. It's it's excellent. And nobody ever showed that to me. Yeah, I mean, because people try to get around you. They they sure do. They don't pay the least bit of attention to what's going on. They have no idea. That you have to make a wide turn, like a wide move, like that, to get around the corner, uh, and it's it's just amazing. It's it's it, and this is only they only do this for two and a half days, but in those two and a half days, I mean, they're showing you a lot of stuff. Of course, there's only two people, two other two you know student drivers in the cab, so it's not like there's four or five people like you got in a school, um, but they're I mean. They drill it into you, and they talk to you about it a lot. They first off, they did a lot of videos of it in the school. They they talked about how you're going to do it, and then you get out on the road and you do it. Yeah, uh, Schneider's training program is it's got to be the best in the industry. I haven't heard of anything as good as Schneider, uh, even even close. Well, I'm happy about it. I'm glad you suggested I talk to them. Yeah, yeah. Uh, for a brand new person, they're definitely the way to go. So, what has it done for your confidence level in driving? Well, I mean, I I feel a whole lot better about you know when someone when you look at you think that you ought to be banking like perfectly, but you know you haven't driven a truck but just a few hours in in a, in a school environment. And when when you do the maneuvers and they, you do it the way they tell you to do it, and it works, even though you don't do it perfectly, but it works, then and they tell you that you know that you're doing a great job and you you know that's a you know a great way to great move, and that makes you feel better when someone tells you that you're doing good, and then that just builds your builds you up to continue to do that and continue to improve. Yeah, we. Uh... I'm gonna throw well. I'm gonna throw a school under the bus. I'm not gonna mention their name, uh, but um, uh, there's a school uh, in East Texas that they train drivers to pass the CDL course, and that is it. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, I would get them uh, when I was running around in the oil field. And uh, we had a, a training program that we used to put our drivers through. Now, we, we were expecting them to be able to drive uh, when they showed up. So, I mean, we talked about, you know, the difference in, uh, you know, oil field driving uh, versus, you know, running the highways a little bit. And, uh, you know, and most of our training was, you know, the, the different equipment that we were operating. And we'd get out there and find out these people couldn't downshift. They couldn't uh, make a corner without coming to a complete stop and restarting in the gearbox. Um, I mean, I was just just floored uh, that these people had a commercial driver's license. And uh, mm. there's a lot of times I would go back and go, this person's going to cause a problem. Um, and... You know, I would stay out there, you know, for a few extra days working with them, especially with some of the equipment. I mean, we were dealing with some high pressures on stuff and what have you. But that wasn't uh, usually my concern. I could usually teach somebody that my way, you know, how to do it safely, properly. But their driving skills were just absolutely appalling. And, um, you know, at the time, if you had a pulse, a commercial driver's license, uh, you know, you could go to work in the oil field. Uh, because they needed people so bad, and uh, uh, they paid for it. I mean, they ran over a lot of fences. They, I mean, there was there was a lot of damage done. Uh, but um, yeah, get, getting that good training is uh, uh, will definitely you know uh, make you confident and uh, uh, keep your commercial driver's license because these people were definitely not going to end up keeping their commercial driver's license the way they were operating these vehicles. Right. Yeah, the school I went to, I wouldn't say was all that great, um, but they did. We did learn how to downshift. That's for sure. Have they uh, have they showed you their drop and hook procedure yet? Yes, they did. Yes, they did. What do you did. think of that? And that's well. Um, I, I I was expecting it to be a lot more complicated than it is, but it's not. And and that I, that that's good. You know, because it's a simple process. As long as you line yourself up right, it's a simple process. And I was expecting it to be much more complicated than it was. Are you referring to actually backing the tractor underneath the trailer? Backing the tractor underneath the trailer, setting yourself up, making sure you're lined up right, and, um, you know, what little trick you need to do to make sure that you're you know your uh, your apron is not too high or too low. It's, it was it was good, and I managed to I managed to back into the trailer, get it hooked up right, and uh, give it a tug, and it's, it's all right. Yeah, I I really like the uh, the drop and hook procedure that they make everybody learn how to do. I think it's the best thing to do in order to make sure that you will never ever drop a trailer. Uh, I can go through it, or you can go through it, however you want to do it. But I, I think people should hear it because it's an excellent process. Well, go go through it because I probably will forget something because I've only done it once. All right. Okay. So Snyder's drop and hook procedure is um, it, it has an acronym. There's two acronyms. You have PAL and you have LAP. Um, right. When you're um, when you're hooking up to a trailer, you're looking at PAL. So you uh, you I'm going to go past the actual point of backing up underneath the trailer. I'm going to get to the point where you're hooking up to it. So you have um, hooked your fifth wheel to the kingpin. You've done your tug test, and now you're getting out of the truck and you're doing the rest of it. PAL pin. Check the pin to make sure it's fully engaged. Visually check the jaws to make sure that they're closed. A, a is airlines. Hook up your airlines in the in the proper order. Um, and L is landing gear. You want to raise your landing gear. You do it in that yep. order, and you'll do everything that you're supposed to do, and you won't roll away, you know, with your landing gear down or drop the trailer because you didn't fully engage the fifth wheel or anything like that. When you're dropping a trailer, it's backwards. It's lap. Right. You back the trailer into whatever hole you're supposed to back it into. You lower the landing gear. That would be L. 
make sure that both legs go down and are in contact yep. with the ground. Unhook your your airlines. That ensures that when you pull away, you won't rip an airline. And finally, pull your pin. So lap, LAP, landing gear, airlines, pin. And if you do it in that order every time, you will never, ever drop a trailer. It's 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 a great process. Yeah, they, they they got it down. Of course, you know when you if you if you got had a driver lose a trailer, then you figure out how to tell everybody how to get it done. So, um, yeah, it's a big deal. The amazing thing uh, is, yeah. is they still have uh, drivers dropping trailers, which which is uh, amazing. Yeah, of course, yeah, with them, if you drop a trailer, you're gone. Right. Yes, exactly. Yeah, 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 that's an immediate termination here. It's immediate termination in a lot of places. Yeah, uh, I would think so. Yeah. Uh, the uh, sorry, I got sidetracked. My other line rang. Um, anyway, yeah, I've uh, I don't know how many times uh, you know I've witnessed it happening, and. Um, you know, now I've gotten. You know, if I uh, if I stop and uh, if I walk the dog, play with the dog, uh, the restroom, but you know, whatever I'm doing, if I stopped and walked away from my truck, um, when I get back to it, first thing I do is I look and I make sure that my handle is still pushed in. You know, right. as I'm doing my, because I, I always do a real quick walk around my tractor. Um, you know, make sure nothing's broken, missing, loose, or leaking, and then when I jump in. Uh, you know, I immediately do a tug test again, and I do a trailer brake test again, uh, which is some, uh, you know, by pulling my trolley valve. And then, you know, I leave. I mean, I got a process that I have this drill in my, matter of fact, I mean, it's habit. I don't even think about it when I'm doing it. I just do it. You know, it's just, it's completely habit now. Because, uh, I, I mean, I've seen it happen. Uh, matter of fact, uh, you can look up videos. There's been a bunch of videos on YouTube where they've actually caught people pulling, you uh, uh, other people's uh, pins and yeah. uh, them dropping a truck stop. So, yeah, and that's yeah. There's actually a trick that that you can do to make it so your pin can't be pulled by another driver. Uh, what was what was what was that trick again? So your pin will get stuck and another driver can't pull it. Oh, well, that's real simple. Uh, pull your trailer brakes first. And then tug forward and pull your tractor brakes. It's like you're doing a tug test. Tug forward, pull those tractor brakes. You're not going to undo that pin. Not going to happen. It's not going to come out. So what uh, you're doing is you're putting stress on the on the kingpin so that that you can't easily pull that that lever out. Right. Or you can't pull it at all until you relieve the stress. Yeah. Yeah, you can't right. pull it at all. I, uh, we we tried it with. Uh, uh, Years ago, we had what was called the tandem pullers when the tandems were an absolute nightmare to deal with. And it was a hook and a chain and a big uh, lever. And you, we could take and put that on the side of the trailer and hook that onto that uh, onto your kingpin handle uh, or onto your jaw handle. And we would pull on that thing. It wouldn't, it wouldn't come out. Uh, so I don't think there's physically any way somebody could actually come up and pull it unless your uh, fifth wheel was uh, damaged. But yeah, they're they're not going to come out there and, and you know and pull your pin uh, if you'll do that every time. And how do you reverse the process so you can unhook your trailer? Release the tractor brakes and, and back up just a hair. Yep, that'll and relieve the that'll stress, and then you can pull the pin. Yep. Yep. That's it. That's, yep, that's, that's a great trick. But yep, you always want to check it. Uh, but that is a great trick to do to uh, make sure nobody can pull it. But always check it anyways. Yeah. Uh, that's part of the procedure for getting back to the truck is they want you to check that thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I've even gone so far as I used to just look at the pin, the handle, to make sure that it was all the way in. Now I actually stick my head underneath the truck real quick and actually visually check the jaws every time. That that gives me right. the most supreme confidence that I am hooked and I'm not going to drop the trailer. Right. Yep. Absolutely. 
Yeah, I got, I walk around, I check my tandems, make sure they're still locked in position. Uh, check the airlines, make sure nobody uh, pulled an airline off or my electrical line. And I check the kingpin to make sure it's still locked in position. Because anybody can walk by and disconnect any one of those things, and you can be in a world of hurt if you're rolling down the road with those things disconnected. That's it's amazing to me how, yeah. how juvenile people can be. Yeah. Yeah, well, I, yeah I, can, I, can, I can give you Oh, go ahead, go ahead. In, in the school that I was at, they had this guy that had been had driven years ago when he come back for a refresher, and he was talking about, you know, somebody looked at him the wrong way. He would go by just and pull their pin just, just to be aggravating. Goodness, you're not somebody I want to be talking to. Nope. Now, when I used to be an instructor for them, we used to do juvenile pranks, but we didn't do anything that was dangerous. You know, we might make it to where your truck wouldn't move, but yeah. you know, uh, you know nothing. You know nothing that was dangerous. Um, and I've actually done that to friends. Pull into a truck stop and uh, you know know that they're sleeping or something like that, and pull a trick on them, something like that. But I'm standing right there to you know uh, tell them what I did. You know, but. Yeah, like I said, I, I still pull that every now and then, you know, if I run into somebody I know. But, um, yeah, like I said, absolutely, you know, you know, nothing dangerous. And I'm right there. I'm not going to let them do anything stupid. But, like I said, still, you know, nothing dangerous. Right. So did uh, anything else interesting? Did you learn anything else interesting in uh, this week at school or training? They serve really good lunch. <laughs> oh yeah, that's cool. They serve, they, they serve dinner for lunch. It's it's pretty yeah. interesting. That yeah yeah. Um, I, I guess the biggest thing is the these the people that are they're doing this. Uh, they know what they're doing, and they and they don't mind sharing their information with you. And uh, they seem to be pretty genuine. It's just interesting that these people would be doing this for this long. They've got to really like what they're doing. Oh, absolutely, yep. As far as learning anything, it's just this, you know, right now it's just been a process of getting, you know, what they do, how they do it. And, you know, like today we did the thing about your payroll uh, automatic thing and, you know, so that you know that was it was just little little paper things that you've got to do the first week. But you know, the driving was what was uh, what was interesting to me that there was only two of us. Um, and the guy's very patient, and uh, it was just it was just some good tricks that he that he uh, that he shows. Oh, I here's one when you're when you're stopped at a traffic light or when you're stopped or whatever. And you put your, you put the if you put your truck in second gear, and to tell that you're not in reverse, you know you you let the clutch out, and if the if the uh, if the truck you know rises from the left, then you know you're in second gear. But if it rises from the right, then you're in reverse. So you don't you're not going to run over somebody thinking you're in second gear when you're actually in reverse. Well, that's a neat trick. Yeah. Uh, yeah. There's another one. I'm sure you saw this. Go ahead, Russ. No, no, as long as you don't come all the way out on the clutch. <laughs> you know, right. yeah. You just you just tug it. You just let it out just enough so you right, know that. Right. Right. Yeah. 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 yeah there's I, another one. I'm yeah, sure. Go ahead. I'm sure you saw the video on this in class. Uh, when you're stopped at a traffic light or a stop sign, make sure you're 20 feet back from the vehicle in front of you in case they break down so you have room to to get around and you're not stuck. Right, yeah. yeah. Let, let, me, let me add to that one. I, I've always agreed with that, but um, my, matter of fact, when I was going through their class to be an instructor, they kept saying, hey, you're more than 20 feet back, you can scoot up. I said, no, I said, I'm fine here. Well, you know you're you know you're safe at 20 feet, and I and I looked at the guy and I said, uh, uh, 
there had just been a, a, a truck rear end another truck, and I, I don't remember how far it pushed it. I said, you remember seeing that? <laughs> and I said, that'll push me into another vehicle. So I'm usually about 30 to 50 back when I yeah. stop. And that, you know, and that's just where I've gotten into my comfort level in the truck. You know, I've it's it's gotten to be a habit. It just, I mean, I, uh, I've almost been rear-ended, uh, you know, coming up to these, uh, you know, all of a sudden there's a cluster on the highway and traffic's, you know, shutting down. And right. Uh, I mean, I really thought I was going to get hit, and this guy finally—I get—I don't know if he's messed with his phone or what—but he finally looked up. He actually hit the shoulder, and he blew past me before he ever got shut down. So, oh. yeah, uh, yeah, it would have been bad if he would have hit me. So, and going that fast—I mean, I had my probably 50 feet or so—but going as fast as he was, uh, that 50 feet wouldn't have done me any good. Right. But. Um. Yeah, the 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 other thing about these trucks is that either the the clutch is real powerful, the torque is is such that in in a car, if I were to let the uh, clutch out on an on a grade an uphill grade, it would stall that car out without putting without giving anything to the throttle. But with these these uh, trucks, you know, they want you to to uh, they keep your foot on the brake. And let that clutch out until you feel it moving, but, you know, you know, having some pressure on that truck, and then let out um, with just, you know, with no, with an idle throttle, just to get that truck moving so you don't roll back. Yeah, you ought to see the size yeah. of the clutches in these trucks. They're enormous. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're definitely they're definitely enormous and definitely a lot of torque. Uh, the only transmission I've had to deal with is that little Volkswagen Golf I had, and you sure didn't let off that clutch without giving something to the gas. Uh-huh. Yeah, the the thing that you do when you're an automatic is you put your left foot on the brake and your right foot on the accelerator. Accelerator first, you feel it start to try to move, and then you let off, off the brake. That's the same deal, but just in in an automatic. Yeah. And of course, the new one has the hill assist, also. But, oh yeah. But it will yeah. roll backward. Yeah. Oh yes, it will roll backward. That's the hill. It will roll backward. You are correct. Uh, you know, another thing with with uh, with idling off, um, especially like my truck. I mean, I I've got to be real, real careful in the in the low gearbox um, as far as gassing on it because just just because it's high horsepower, because it's very very high horsepower. So. Mm-hmm. You know that's uh, that's another uh, you know another reason why they don't really want you giving it gas. Um, I have seen plenty of twisted out drive shafts from you know people doing that, getting off the clutch hard, or you know, or just right. giving it gas, you know, and you know, twist the drive shaft. Um, but it's a whole lot easier to shift that to upshift when that's when that's what you're doing is you're doing the idle shift. It's a lot easier to upshift in the, in that lower uh, in that lower gear frame. Oh yeah, it, def- it definitely is that, and that shifting will become second nature to you. It's funny, I uh, uh, I can get out of the truck and I'll jump in the Jeep or something like that, and I immediately reach for the gear shifter and the clutch, which isn't there. You know, right, right. I- yep, we are creatures of habit. Yes. Uh huh. So uh, you were uh, telling me. When we were talking on the phone the other day, you did a back, uh, I think it was yesterday, and you learned a new reference point when you were backing up. You want to talk about that? Right. He's talking about getting your drive wheels at the, uh, like, if there's a if there's a hole in the parking, you get your drive wheels uh, right at the edge of where the, 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 ne- the next vehicle is to the hole that you want to go into you're pretty close to that truck and uh from that point you you turn to the right until you're at 12 o'clock and then you turn to the left until you come to nine o'clock and that'll set you up so that if you get your wheels straight if you straighten out your wheels and back up it'll get that trailer going into that hole 
pretty simply, and uh, then you can just you know tweak it a little bit if you need to, as as you're going back. But that that was a great help because I, I was wondering how in the world am I going to get in into these uh, holes because at school the way that they taught you there's no way I can get this done in a truck stop. I need to figure out some other way to do it. But they had a they have a system and it's really good. Yeah, they yeah, Russ, them. you got a name for that back. What is that? Uh, yeah, that's a 45. Uh, Don't you call it a 445, though? No, no, no. I don't know where you came up with 445. I may call it a 445, but that's actually a 45-degree back. Yeah. And anyway, when you've got plenty of room uh, and your tandems are, uh, you know, midway back, something like that, uh, about the 41 to 43 foot mark. Um, that maneuver works extremely well with your tandems way up. Uh, you're going to have to start correcting a little quicker. If your tandems are way back, you're going to have to. Uh, uh, you may actually have to steer. You may have to steer to the right a little bit, you know, to get the tractor cut a little harder. Uh, but it does work. Now, where it where that does not work very well um, is in uh, some of the tight. Uh, truck stops and then you'll have to do kind of a modified version of that I still which I, I still use you know do that all the time matter of fact most everybody does um, and then you don't quite go to 12 you don't quite go all the way to nine um, right but yeah uh, those little tricks will come with uh, you know just practice um, you know it'll get to where you can uh, you know most most people out here to back up in their sleep there's a few that can't that uh, we've all seen but you know, and there's days that, I mean, I've been backing things, trailers and what have you since I was a kid. Um, and, you know, everybody goes through this. Uh, everybody has a bad backing day. <clears throat> you know, yep. I'll have days where, I mean, I can blindside, in, you know, into the tightest little space and, you know, never pull up one time. Uh, then there's days where I've got a wide open hole and can't beg myself to get in there. Um, you know, and I've seen everybody do it. Uh, when Becky and I were teaming, we, we used to laugh at each other, you know, going, have you ever backed this truck before? Um, uh, but, right. I mean, it yeah. happens buddy. Yeah. Yeah, I, I've had uh, days where I couldn't back it into the broadside of a barn, and I've had really good days where I uh, backed across the street and blindsided into a dock with stacks of pallets on either side. So, I mean, you know, yeah, you're going to have really good days, and you're also going to have really bad days for sure. Well, I'll just stick with the good days for now. <laughs> well, uh, you're learning, so they all ought to be good days because everything's in slow motion. Yeah, it's very slow motion. Yeah going to speed up real quick when you get out on the road and start working oh hush your mouth <laughs> well i mean the trick is the trick for that is is everybody's going to try to make you go fast you just make sure you keep going slow and don't let them push you into going fast right right yeah exactly yeah t- take all the time you need uh, let me tell you I, hey i am not ashamed to get out and look um uh, uh and matter of fact the if you'll start looking around, there's a lot of mirrors that say gold on them. And I don't know if they told you that, but that means get out and look. I, I have another word yep. that I use uh, add in there, but <laughs> usually, but uh, you know, uh, get out and look. And uh, hey, let me tell you, I you know I don't want to tear anybody's hood off, anybody's mirror off. Uh, I don't want to tear up my equipment or anybody else's equipment. And you know what? If I'm not comfortable with the hole, um, you know, I, I'm going to get out and make sure I'm not running over something. Right. Um, and matter of fact, before I even back into a space, um, a lot of these uh, shippers and receivers, uh, you know, if they have me backing into a dock or the hole or whatever, you know, I'll stop and look real quick. I don't know how many times I've kicked, uh, you know, nails, screws, uh, sharp pieces of metal uh, out of the way, uh, you know, because I sure don't want that in one of my wide singles, uh, you know, because now I've got a very expensive road repair. Right. So. But yeah, always, always, always get out and look, and and like she said, take your time backing up. Uh, you know, uh, speed will come with time. Um, uh, you know, Melissa was watching me back up one day, and, and uh, she said, "Well, you suck." And I said, "You know, I've been doing it since I was a kid. You know, I mean, this is, <laughs> you know, this is simple to me. 
And, um, you know, I mean, you know, I get off the clutch, and, I mean, if I absolutely 100% know everything is clear, I mean, I'm on the gas, and I back right in the hole. And, uh, but if I'm not, hey, let me tell you what, I'm, I'm out looking. So, but, yeah, speed, yeah. Will, speed will come with Yeah. Uh, anything else you could think of that you learned this week that you want to share? Uh, uh, like you say, just don't don't get don't get uh, in a hurry. Just don't get in a hurry, and stay back. Um, that's an awfully big machine to try to bring to a halt in a hurry. Absolutely. Yeah, and uh, you're probably going to have. Uh, are they putting the on guard on all the company trucks too? Putting what? Uh, it's called on guard. It's a crash mitigation system. I don't know if you'll have one or not. I know they're adding them uh, to all their new vehicles, um, but you might get an older vehicle. Uh, well, it, it helps you stay back. It only it only uh, works when you got the cruise control set. So if you're if you're on the pedal, it's not going to do anything other than beep at you to let you know you're getting too close to somebody. But when oh. you have the cruise control set, if you're coming up behind somebody that's going slower than you. It will adjust your speed and keep you 300 to 350 feet behind uh, the person that's in front of you. So if you're not paying attention and somebody's up there uh, going slower, it won't get you. It won't let you get any closer than three or 350 feet. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, you may or may not have it depending on whether or not you get a, a new truck. Uh, they may. They're probably going to put you in an older truck at first, but I'm sure you will eventually. You'll eventually get one. So I like it. It's pretty cool. Well, I'm sure it'll be nice to have. It's just, yeah, I'm, I'm sure they're giving them. Uh, you'd think they'd give them to the inexperienced drivers, but I guess you get what you get. Well, it can't be retrofitted. You can only order a new truck with it, and I think they give the the older trucks to the new drivers, you know, because of you know, the possibility of damage or accidents. If they could retrofit their older trucks, I'm sure they would. Yeah, well, that's the only thing I can think of that has been my issue is just to stay back. It's a good tip. Well, there's another thing you need to keep in mind. Uh, When we're empty, we don't stop well. You know, people say, you know, we don't stop well when we have 80,000 on, which is very true. But when we're empty, we really don't stop good. Uh, You know, because there's no weight holding that trailer down. Um, so, you know, that's Bob another yeah, bobtails even worse. And especially if it's empty, you know, and it's raining. Um, so, um, yeah. yeah, that's a few other things you might keep in mind that, uh, you know, when you're 80,000 pounds, yeah, it takes a while to stop, but when you're empty, you, you just, it's almost like you can't stop. I mean, I, uh, when I've got rain and I'm empty or bobtail, I really start slowing down early. Yeah, you you, you get so, a different uh, Yeah, so you got uh, two more weeks of training, right, before you uh, go out on your own, correct? Yes. Next week is going to be driving with the TE, and then the week after that is another another um, classroom kind of training. Yeah. So, Ross, you want to give him any insight in his uh, next two weeks to uh, tell him what he can look forward to? Well, um, this is what I, when I was a TE form many, many, many moons ago, uh, they, uh, you had, uh, basically you had homework that you kind of had to complete out there, uh, on the road. Uh, and it was usually trip planning and, um, really a lot of trip planning. Uh, you know, and, and you, you, you know, you'll be picking up and, uh, delivering freight. Uh, now, I always made uh, my students um, run a load on their own. I mean, of course, I was sitting right there in the jump seat, uh, you know, making sure that they were doing things right. But I, I made them, you know, copy down all the information and everything in the computer correctly, you know, trip plan the load and, you know, and get us there and get us there on time and, you know, and deliver the load. You know, once they were, you know, proficient at that, proficient at backing and, 
um, you know, all of that, I would turn them loose so they could go and, uh, uh, you know, do the last, uh, at that time it was the last day or two or whatever it was of training. And, um, you know, and then they would, you know, they would give you a truck and turn you loose. So, but, uh, you know, you're just basically going to kind of learn, you know, how to, uh, how to live on the road. That's what he should be teaching you. Um, you know, uh, simple stuff, you know, how to go in and get showers and, um, fuel on the trucks and, um, you know, little stuff that we all, well, you know, that, uh, we take for granted now, but you know that you need to learn. Um, so uh, yeah, that, that might be something you guys ought to talk about because I was hearing one of the recruiters uh, yesterday or this morning talk about the fact that she almost lost a driver because she couldn't figure out how to go into a pilot and take a shower. Right. Yeah. Uh, we, we, we actually, way back when we first started this podcast, we did we did a day in the life uh, episode, and we went through the, all of that. Um, oh wow! I think I called it a day in the life. I'll, I'll post it again, uh, so you can listen to it. Uh, you can go over to the Trucking One on One Facebook page, and it'll be right there. I'll get it posted right away, so you can listen to it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I warn you, I'm a little colorful on that one. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I'm a yeah we have there. issues with drivers running around not taking showers, and it's a bit of a pet peeve for some of us. Yes, <laughs> yes, or taking showers in Fuel Islands. I, I think that one's on there, too. So, yeah. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, you know, there's a lot of simple stuff that, you know, we do out here every day that, you know, that a, a, a new guy doesn't know. Um and you know, you know, like taking a shower, like you know, like getting your uh, you know, going and get, get a rewards card, uh, so you can't take a shower. You know, years ago, and you know, you'd get a receipt, and you'd go in there and show them your receipt, and go take a shower. You know, of course, now they've got the rewards card, almost everything. And uh, oh, what else? You know, my brain's not in that mode right now. Uh, sounds like somebody is breathing in a microphone or tackling their phone. Uh, yeah. But, uh, yeah, I mean, there's a ton of stuff. And, you know, um, of course, you know, you can always pick up the phone and call one of us. Uh, you know, we'll be more than happy to help you or put something up on the Facebook page, you know, if you're new and have a question on that. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, if you're training, uh, if your trainer hasn't taught you how to go in and take a shower and, um, you know, Showing you that, you know, hey, there's laundry facilities, um, you know, at truck stops. Of course, there's laundry facilities at uh, Snyder Operating Centers, laundry facilities at a lot of people's operating centers. Um, you know, but just the simple stuff of living every normal day life that sometimes is a little different than the truck. But, yeah, you, you definitely want to soak in all that. Indeed. And uh, if you want to learn a little cooking on the truck, especially uh, – you know, y'all are kind of limited with uh, some of the new trucks are coming out with inverters. I've been, I got uh, uh, Ace, who's been on the show before. Uh, he's running bulk, and uh, he's got one of the new company trucks, and it does have an inverter in it. So uh, that's coming. But cooking with some of the 12-volt stuff, uh, uh, you know, if you want to do that, by all means, uh, shoot me a message, uh, call me, something like that, and uh, I can give you a bunch of tips on uh, uh, cooking in the truck. I, I used to feed, uh, uh, of course, this was way back when, but I could feed me and two students for a week on about eight bucks. Um, a little harder to do that now, but uh, and I mean, we ate well. We ate real well, and that was three meals a day, all our drinks, snacks, everything. Uh, so, uh, so you don't have to yeah. uh, eat truck stop food or fast food, and uh, or, you know, and go broke out here while you're on the road. It looks like we're about out of time, doesn't it? Yeah, we're about out of time. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and uh, close out the show. Thanks. Uh, I want to thank my, my dad, Don, for coming on the show and giving us some great material to work with. Uh, it was great timing, so thank you for coming on the show. And I'd like to have you back when you're done with your training to see what you thought and if you feel like you're ready to go out on the road. All right, I sure will. I've enjoyed it. All right, thank you. Uh, I want to go ahead and tell everybody about the other podcast. Uh, that are on the network. Um, Sunday is uh, Rolling Toe Toe with Mike and Kevin uh, Beckett at 9 p.m. Eastern. Um, 
Monday and Tuesday and Wednesday in the afternoon. Kevin has podcasts that he does at 1 p.m. Eastern. And um, Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern is Rates and Lanes with uh, Rico Muhammad. Especially want you to go check out Destination House Wednesday, uh, 1 p.m. Eastern with Kevin Rutherford and Kim Cockerham. That's a great show for staying healthy out on the road. So thanks, everybody, for calling in. Uh, Hopefully we will talk to you next week, and good night.